Today a middle schooler described me as sad but funny. For the last time, fruit is not a dessert, please understand this, do better. Why are movies so long, can't they just to get over themselves? Like, I have things to do, come on. Like 85% of the time I'm disappointed in tomatoes. Arbor eat um? I hardly know um. Welcome to Tweet Victory with your hosts at Annie underscore Berglund and at CWC Radio. Welcome to Tweet Victory. I am at CWC Radio and I'm joined as always by... At Annie underscore Berglund. Annie, I'm going to set the timer for five minutes. Uh, This is a very special episode of Tweet Victory Mm. um, in that this is not an episode that's going to start with a tweet. Right. Now, now it may end with a tweet, but it's not going to start with a tweet. Um, So... I think the onus is on me to to provide the the uh, initial con- uh, context for today's episode. Is that correct? Yes, please, please. Okay, so um, I want to talk about something that has been very um, uh, very controversial and much discussed on Bethel's campus this week uh, among mm. Bethel faculty members, and that is chatbots. <laughs> Right, like like the AI chatbot. Now, you and I did a what what people who don't know uh, this show don't know is that uh, you and I always do an episode before we do an episode. We usually talk for about thirty five minutes, um, and then we sit down and record an episode. So back in November or December, you and I probably spent a solid 30, 40 minutes talking about chatbots and using a chatbot and yeah. um, doing some of this stuff. And it, it there wasn't there wasn't an episode about it, although you and I basically did like a double episode about it. Um, For those of you who are curious, you and I just did a double episode on movies. We talked Mm -hmm. for a solid 40 minutes about movies from 1994 and our childhood and movies. And don't you wish you were listening to that right now, but that's not what you get today. So, so what, can you explain like what a chat bot is? Because when you brought it up to me, I was like, to me, I was thinking like AOL Instant Messenger. I was like, "What is that? What is a chat?" Yeah, so, so, so the idea here, um, and you can go to uh, OpenAI.com if you want to actually play with this. And I recommend it. It's sort of silly and, um, and haunting and haunting. Yeah. Haunting. So, so the idea is you. This is a our AI artificial intelligence, um, and you can give it a prompt, and it will respond to you. It will. It will write. So, like, like. Um, and, and okay, and I'm so I'm going to explain this, and you tell me where this can get dark quickly. Like I could ask it to, um, uh, you know, write me a poem about Seoul, South Korea, uh, yeah. in the style of a Shakespearean sonnet, and it will nearly instantly produce a poem about Seoul, South Korea, in the style of a Shakespearean sonnet. Right within seconds. Within seconds, yes. And when we were talking about it, some of the parts that did become disturbing was thinking about like what happens to art when you take humanity out of it. Mm -hmm. That was a big one. Mm -hmm. Um, And just uh, the repercussions as teachers of, of, of instruments like this, in some ways it's really helpful, but in other ways I, I can see it being very 
um, detrimental. So for example, to this week I was grading exams and mm-hmm. um, when I f- would finish grading an essay question on the exam, I would give roughly that same prompt to the chat bot and then have it write a response and uh, its responses were okay. You know, they wouldn't, they weren't a answers, but it's like, it would write a five paragraph essay about the prompt that I gave it. Instantaneously. Um, instantaneously yeah. right so so there is i mean there, there's multiple things there's sort of plagiarism fears with this right like mm-hmm. what if i'm a student in a class and instead of writing a paper i just give the prompt to this and it cranks it out um mm-hmm. you know there so 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 that's a concern there's a concern of like outsourcing our production of writing and written material to something like this you know that that's you know i think that that's always a i think a human tension with technology, but particularly with AI technology, and I think with um, with sort of internet technology in general. I mean, I've, I've have we've probably done an episode where I've ranted about outsourcing our memory to the cloud. This is now outsourcing potentially another part of us to mm-hmm. you know to the to the to our to AI. Um, so there's so needless to say, um, on our faculty like internal communication like uh listserv uh a lot of people are sort of talking about this some are to your point some are embracing it and saying well here's some things that we can be we can use this as a teaching tool there are others who are pointing to the very obvious like um you know how can we how can you give a paper prompt and know that the students are actually writing it mm-hmm. because you can read things from the chatbot right now and be like, well, it's good, but not great. But you know what? That technology is only going to get better, not worse. You right. know? And, you know, so then there's the question of like, do we, are we done writing? Do we, do, you know, do we no longer need to do that? Um, and, you know, you and I can have that conversation as, you know, as two, as two teachers. Um, but I wanted to try to go in a different direction with this because it's a Friday. And I should say, uh, in the old days of Tweet Victory, we used to record this show kind of late afternoons on Fridays. Mm-hmm. We have now we are now recording this on a Friday afternoon, so it's kind of nice to be back. It's been a long time since we've actually recorded, you know, at, on the day that it's coming out. But this is coming out. This is on the day it's coming out. Um, so I want to go back to something you and I talked about uh, mm. in a past episode. Uh, I can't remember the title of it, but it was something like, "Are are you and I good at?" throwing parties now because we had some ideas about how to throw a cool party we were talking about you know doing like uh uh crowdsourced um uh mixtape music you know spotify playlists and things like that i as i was playing with the chatbot i came up with another what i think is pretty fun idea that and and it's a way we can use this chatbot uh for non i think non-nefarious purposes so here's my idea Oh, can, I, can I guess? Can yeah. I guess? Does it have to do with like asking questions at parties, conversation uh, starters, and things, or no? No, Even but that, but but I wondered. I okay, we're gonna hold on to that because okay, let's okay. actually let's actually do that. So I have the chat bot open. I'm gonna share my screen with you, Annie, because I want you to be able to see the output that I'm seeing as well. Listeners, Perfect. you're gonna have to listen to us read to you, but um. <laughs> Listeners uh, on the show have listened to worse things. Happen. Yes, yes. So I am going to ask the chatbot, please write me some mm. 
conversation starters. And let's see if it knows what to do with this. Sometimes it doesn't, but let's see what we get here. All right. So it is thinking. So we're going to have to do some play-by-play here. Okay. So I'm going to start reading what it says here. So it's listing conversation starters. It says, uh, number one, what have you or what have you been up to lately? Not terribly creative. How was your weekend? Did you catch the game last night? How's your day going so far? Have you seen any good movies or TV shows recently? Uh, what's new with you? What are your plans for the rest of the day slash week? What's on your mind? What's your favorite thing to do in your free time? And what do you think about the current news? I love how generic. Oh. <laughs> Did you see the big game last night? But okay, so so that's an example of like it is, you know, I asked it a question and it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna mine some data and come up with some stuff. Now that's not a terribly creative thing. So like you could you could uh use the chatbot for this, uh, but mm-hmm. I have another idea. Mm. Okay, so here is you 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 currently live in in uh Southeast Asia, right? So, uh, yeah, East Asia. Yeah, East Asia. Sorry, not Southeast Asia. I was, I've been th- sorry. I was thinking about a movie I was watching. In so you live in East Asia, <laughs> and um, there is a very popular thing which I think originates in East Asia. Ooh. Um, when people will go out to a bar and play a little game where everybody has to do some performing or can do some performing. <gasps> what are you thinking? What I'm thinking. No, wait, tell doesn't, me. Well, doesn't karaoke come originally <gasps> from? Yes. Okay. Karaoke. So, so karaoke is something that someone like me is never going to do because I'm not musical. I'm also like full of anxiety and embarrassment. And like, I'm not going to get up and sing because it would only be for people to laugh at how bad I was. And I know I'm bad, but I'm also not enough of a ham to do that. But I was thinking, why does karaoke have to be purely musical? Ooh. What if karaoke was something else? So what if we used the chatbot to um, do, <laughs> here's my pitch, stand-up comedy karaoke. Because we can ask the chatbot to do, to, to write a short stand-up comedy set about a given topic. And then you just have to deliver those jokes like you're you, a stand-up. You perform it. You perform yeah, what it so, writes for you. So, yeah, so you're going to do this right now, Annie. Oh, no. Okay. Stay, okay, where your, where your fear is karaoke, my fear uh-huh. is stand-up comedy. Would you, but... rather, would you rather sing on this podcast? No. Okay. <laughs> and if someone else is writing the jokes for me, that takes off so much of the pressure. Right? How do I spell soul? Is yeah, that right? you're good. Yep. So I am asking it, write a stand-up comedy set about... Food in Seoul, South Korea. Oh, no. And it's like already. It's thinking about it. Yeah, it's thinking about it. Oh, we got we got it. It's starting to write. Okay, wait. So should I wait until it's done or should I like go as it's writing? You can let you can let it go. Just don't don't. Yeah, you can. I'll give you this chance to study it a little bit. Oh, no. Okay. So whenever you're ready, you can you can go ahead. And then oh, I'm yeah. curious, like, how good of a stand-up set is this? Oh no, I, I mean, I'm getting a little bit of like, like, audience. Well, what do they call it when you when you stage fright? Yes, stage fright. Okay. Whoa, this is a big one. All right. Hey, folks. <laughs> Have you ever been to Seoul? The food there is amazing. I mean, where else can you find kimchi on every menu? But let me tell you, it's not just kimchi. 
It's like they put kimchi on everything. I had kimchi pizza, kimchi burgers, even kimchi ice cream. It was an adventure, let me tell you. But the best part about the food in Seoul is the street food. The street food. You can find anything from fried chicken to dakoki to octopus on a stick. I saw a guy grilling up octopus on the side of the road and I was like, all right, I'm game. And let me tell you, it was the best octopus I've ever had. But the thing that really blew my mind was Korean barbecue. You sit down at a table and they bring you all these different meats and you just cook it right there at the table. And let me tell you, it's not just the meat that's good. The sides, the panchan, they're, they're amazing. I had this dish called kimchi fried rice and I still dream about it. But the one thing that really made an impression on me was the soju. Now, I'm not a big drinker, but the soju in Seoul, it's like water. It's everywhere. And let me tell you, it will sneak up on you. I had one glass and the next thing I know, I'm singing karaoke with a group of strangers. It's just, it's a good time, folks. But the one thing I will say is if you ever find yourself in Seoul, make sure you bring stretchy pants. Trust me, you're going to need them. The food is amazing, but it's also very filling. I came back home 10 pounds heavier and I wouldn't have it any other way. Thanks, folks. Wow, that really wasn't funny. It wasn't even no. jokey. Like, so, so what's interesting is I've done this before and I got a very different style. Like, like I think it's possible to deliver some of these things. Although, how much of these things are accurate? Is is uh, kimchi pizza? Would that be a real thing? Mm-hmm. Kimchi pizza, kimchi burger? ice cream is not okay. Kimchi so burger. the ice cream, mm-hmm. the ice cream is the joke. It's a rule of three thing here. Uh, uh, with that, um, other than that, it's it's it actually this is maybe this is maybe a failure of an episode. Last time I did this, I got they were very formulaic, but man, were they jokes. So you're gonna well, you're gonna. Is it, the, is it the fault of the performer? Should I have him? Well, I think, I think they gave you a much tougher thing to sell. Yeah. So. And um, like the joke is stretchy pants, I guess. Yeah. But that's it it all builds to that. And you have to, you have to like land that joke. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed at all of the like specific, specific foods. I mean, like, obviously this is just like taking from, I, I mean, like, but I mean, you can find that stuff if you just like Google search, right? Yeah. As like a human being. But we're seeing but, a data mine. It, it reads almost more like a like a food review than it does a, a comedy set. All right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I like, have oh. typed in write a stand up comedy set about. You get to assign me one. Uh, Star Wars. Is that too broad? No, it, it can. All right, I'm gonna let it, uh, it. It jumped on this right away as if it had some like killer material. <laughs> it's um, like I've done stand up on on Star Wars. Before. Yeah, it's like oh, I've got a tight five on Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna let it run for a little bit here so I don't catch up with it because when I when I get to these jokes, I'm just gonna be firing them off. I oh, hope I'm that there's so actually excited. jokes in this one. I'm not gonna read ahead either. I want to just experience it like okay in the moment live from you as if you wrote it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's kind of the way to go. And just to like have a little bit more effect here, I have a prop that I'm going to use because, um, you know, I, I I think if I were a stand up, I'd be somebody who really works the mic a lot. So like I'm holding a mic that's not plugged into anything, but yeah. All right. It looks, so, good. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So should we do this? I'm really nervous. I This is this is my first ever stand up set. I don't know the jokes I'm about to tell. And based on yours, I'm not sure that there is actually jokes in this. I have not read any of it. I'm just letting it run. Man, it's still writing. OK. Yeah, there's a lot. Wow, mine is slightly longer than yours. OK, ready? <clears throat> yes. OK. I need some applause, though. You know, actually, can oh, you wait. introduce me? Can you introduce me as if like the, you know, the next comic coming up? uh okay next up 
Sam Mulberry. Well, killer introduction. Thank you. <laughs> hey, folks, have you ever seen Star Wars? I mean, who hasn't, right? But let me tell you, as a fan, it has been a wild ride. First of all, let's talk about the prequels. I mean, remember seeing the Phantom Menace in theaters and being so excited. And then Jar Jar Binks happened. I mean, what was that? I still don't know. But the thing is, I was still excited. I was still a fan. Then there's the sequels. I mean, The Force Awakens was great. I was so excited to see a new generation of characters. But then The Last Jedi happened. And let me tell you, as a fan, it was like getting punched in the gut. I mean, Ray's parents are nobodies. Kylo Ren is just a whiny emo kid. I was like, what the hell, man? But then Rise of Skywalker happened. And let me tell you, it was like getting punched in the gut again. I mean, this time, it was like getting punched in the gut but by a really old, weak person. I mean, Emperor Palpatine is back. The Death Star is back. And like, they just ran out of ideas. But the thing is, I'm still a fan. I mean, I'm sitting here in a Star Wars shirt. I still love the movies, the characters, the whole thing. It's like a bad relationship. You know it's not good for you, but you can't help but love it. And let's not forget about the merchandise. I mean, I've got Star Wars glasses, Star Wars shoes, Star Wars underwear. That's right, folks. I said Star Wars underwear. And let me tell you, they're not comfortable. They're not comfortable at all. But the thing is, I'm still a fan. I'm still excited for the next movie, the next thing. Because let's face it, Star Wars is like a drug. And I, for one... I'm addicted. That's my time. Thanks, folks. <laughs> Again, not funny. Why okay, is it not writing jokes? Can we just talk about the delivery? Because your pacing was great. Oh, thanks. I loved it. I, I'm not um, good at cold reading, so but no, but I is- but I've always wanted to do stand-up, so I just got to do the worst stand-up set of all time. <laughs> I don't know. I think the Korean food was not as fun. This one had more jokes in it. It definitely did. It definitely did. Um, here's the problem though. <laughs> The AI, see, I love, I love analyzing the AI chatbot here because from, I don't know enough about Korean food to know if there's any kind of editorial slant in there, but apparently the AI chatbot is a Ryan Johnson hater. It's like oh. it hated the last Jedi or, yeah. but then, but then, so then I was thinking like, oh, wait, is it going to be in favor of the rise of Skywalker? And then it hated the rise of Skywalker too. So it's about Star Wars fandom, but I'm not sure why this character that I was playing likes Star Wars at all. Right, right, right. It's it's funny because like all of these takes are like the things that I've heard Mike say before. Right. But but Mike doesn't always have people agreeing with him like on those last movies. So I'm like, yeah. I, if I showed this to Mike, like when Mike listens to this episode, he'd be like, "Yep, yep, accurate, <laughs> accurate." But like. Uh, why why would why were they so harsh i like why why did it have that take well the weird part is the weird part is and this is where mike is 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 a little strange is that for star wars fans it tends to be either you're a last jedi or rise of skywalker fan but instead this was like actually they both are awful yeah 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 and that's that's where mike's at too maybe is mike the chatbot are you sure your husband's a person and he's not he's not ai look i'm just gonna say I have never seen the chatbot and Mike in the same room 
at the same time. Yeah. You put the pieces together right there. I think, uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. That's why you knew so much about Korean food. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes Have you a ever asked it something that you think Mike doesn't know? I was going to say, I was, see, I was going to go the opposite and say like, could it write a stand up, a stand up set about bird facts? Because then, then we would know like, <laughs> okay, what is, does it know what it's talking about? Right. Or can it write about Mike Vangstad? Oh, that's creepy. Actually. Have you ever Oh, in your name and I actually bot? have. Okay. And this is where we'll end the show. So, oh no. Um, <clears throat> so I did, I asked it, uh, you know, there's, there's a, a number of f- friends of the podcast network, people who all have, uh, have shows on this network. So I asked it to write biographies of, um, me, Chris Moore, Chris Garrett, Sarah Shady, and Amy Poppinga. Um, and for Sarah Shady, Chris Moore, and I, it basically was like, I don't know who that person is. For Chris mm. Gertz, it wrote actually like a pretty nice bio- like little biography of him talking oh. about his interest in war memorials and pietism. Oh. Um, the thing that it got wrong was it said that he got his PhD from the University of Minnesota in 2005. Oh. Which is yeah. in fact not true on both Incorrect. accounts, both the year and the, uh, <laughs> the school. So I don't know where that fact came from. But then I asked it to write a biography of Amy Poppinga from the uh from the uh, latchkey kids and it wrote a like it, it didn't act like it didn't know her it wrote a full-on biography of amy poppinga at bethel university as if she was a communication studies professor <laughs> who got her phd from the university of kansas and and it was like <laughs> and it went off about her research and all of this and it was so strange because like it it sort of nailed Chris. It's like it found a bio of Chris and wrote that out. But for Amy, it created this whole other bio. So I thought, oh, I bet it pulled the bio of a different Bethel professor. But here's the weird thing. It didn't do that either. There's not a Bethel professor in communication studies who has that biography either. What? So it confidently just didn't know who she was, but still wrote a biography of her. Isn't that weird? Honestly, as a teacher and as a, a student... I have seen and have committed the same kind of things. <laughs> like, I don't know this, but I'm going to be confident and I'm just going to make up facts. It's not as a teacher. Oh, no. Okay. I've seen students do that is yes, what I'm saying. Yes, okay. Yes, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I, I, I can relate to the chatbot in that experience. It has yeah, but, but but I don't know that the point of this technology is for you to relate to it in its, in its flaws and um, self-confidence. I think I, I don't think that's supposed to be coded into it. Yeah, why am I empathizing with the chatbot? Now, here's the other thing I love about uh, that, that I've loved about this. So, as I said, I was asking it to write stand-up sets about different things. Um, the first thing I had it write a stand-up set about was French toast, and I got a very like corny, but it was more joke-laden um, set about French toast. And then you know whatever. So then I asked it to write about um, homework, a stand-up mm. set about homework. Cause I was like, okay, well I teach at a school. So like, what would a stand-up? So it did the whole stand-up set. And then at the bottom, it had a disclaimer paragraph that it wrote and it's like, homework is really important. And uh, you know, it's not to be taken lightly. So this is just satire, you know, don't take these jokes seriously, which I thought was kind of weird, <laughs> but then I, then I had it write a stand-up set about whether a hot dog is a sandwich or not. And it did the set there, but 
it had a disclaimer and it said, you know, the question of whether a hot dog is a sandwich is not a joke and not something to be taken lightly. It had the same disclaimer, but about whether a hot dog is a sandwich. So I actually think, I think if you pepper it with weird enough questions, it kind of loses its mind. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> the hot dog sandwich is not to be taken lightly is yeah. kind of the joke itself. It's sort of <laughs> reprimanded me for saying I'll write. It's like, I'll write the jokes, but know that I am not on board with this is basically <laughs> what it was telling me. Oh, now I'm empathizing with chatbot even more. Again, like- I, 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 <laughs> these are our future robot overlords. I don't think you need to empathize with them too much. That's how I think that's how they get you. I think it's my my feminine quality. They're trying (laughs) to divide us, Annie. Like you and I are on a team against them. I ask it to do something silly and it's sort of like, I don't know that this is such a good idea. And all of a sudden you're on its side. I know, maybe. I don't know. I've seen Wally a lot and the robots are so sweet and cute. Wow. I don't know. I just seen the Matrix. Not as many times as Wally, Sam. Okay. Not as many times. Okay. Uh, um, so I'm going to close the show by asking the chatbot this. Ooh. I'm going to say, could it write a tweet about Annie oh, no. Berglund and Sam Mulberry doing bad stand-up comedy? Oh, this is where I should get all my tweets in the future. Well, let's see if let's see if it'll do it or if it'll say it doesn't know who we are or not to take it lightly. Yeah. It's not it broke. Is it working? Oh, it's writing. Oh, oh. Okay. Uh wow. Okay, here's what it says. <laughs> this is our this is our tweet of the week. I said we were going to reverse engineer this and we got to it. Uh so here's what here is the tweet of the week. Just saw Annie Berglund and Sam Mulberry stand-up comedy act, and it was rough. Jokes fell flat. Timing was off. The audience was crickets. Hashtag bad stand-up. Hashtag comedy fail. Wow. And there okay, it is, folks. Chatbot. Your AI tweet of the week. Lost all empathy there. Lost yeah. all of it. That's just mean. And you know what? There's no disclaimer there saying, you know, I'll write this tweet, but they're nice people. Yeah, or I'll write this tweet, but actually I'm the one that came up with the content that was terrible. Yeah. Rude. All right, Annie, this has been a journey. Mm. Um, we ended with the tweet. I don't know how I, I I feel good about the tweet and I feel good about your uh, newfound animosity towards the chatbot. Yes. In this episode alone, I went from being scared of AI chatbots to loving them to hating them. And yeah. I think that that was the journey, too. Yeah. Wow. This is this rare that Tweet Victory has a character arc like that, but uh, but you had it this time. <laughs> that is all the time that we have for this week. If you like what you're listening to, you should subscribe to the Channel 3900 Podcast Network. You should follow at Annie underscore Berglund at Twitter.com, although most of the tweets might be AI at this point. We will see. Um, this could be a whole new avenue for for your Twitter profile is just to... Um, uh, just to have the AI, like you, you, you just give it like, um, okay, can we do one more tweet? Can we have it do one more tweet? Yes, of course. Okay. Because right before this episode started, you said you had a dream about mm-hmm. a bulldog. Was it a bulldog? Yep. A bulldog with the voice of Gilbert Godfrey chasing <laughs> you. And you yes. said, I know that I want it to be 
about this, but I don't know what the tweet is. Should we ask the AI to generate yeah. a tweet about that? Yeah, please, please, okay. please. Write a tweet about a dream where you are being chased by a <laughs> I realize I, I just say things really slow as I'm typing by a bulldog with the voice of Gilbert God um, read I'm so curious is that close spelling it's close yeah there's T's instead of a D but I think oh was oh, okay. it double T's yep like that yes sir all right I only know because I had to look it up myself <clears throat> let's see if it wants to do this Oh, wow. Okay. So this is actually our other tweet of the week. I can't believe it just. All right, Annie. So you actually should tweet this one. Okay. Okay. Now it might not be a good tweet, but let's see. The tweet says, I just had a dream where I was being chased by a bulldog with the voice of Gilbert Gottfried. It was equal parts terrifying and hilarious. Hashtag weird dream. Hashtag bulldog. Hashtag Gilbert Gottfried. (laughs) It's not a very good tweet writer. It's sort of matter of fact. I love the hashtag bulldog. Who has ever done that? (laughs) I will throw in hashtag bulldog. That will will make it in the tweet. It had (laughs) characters left. Um, So, Annie, that is all the time that we have for this week. Follow at Annie underscore Berglund on Twitter.com. Subscribe to the Channel 3900 Podcast Network. Uh, Email us at channel3900 at gmail.com. And we will be back next week with another episode of Tweet Victory. Hashtag Bulldog. Follow us at Annie underscore Berglund and or at CWC Radio.